we love this place. There's a reason we love this place. There's also a reason that we all want it to get better. You know, whether it's the bar here, the restaurant here, this podcast, the cyber center coming into town, or us just doing things like cleaning the streets. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week's guest, Stephen Moore, the owner and operator of Indian Queen. We talked to Stephen about his long path from growing up in Augusta, leaving the city, becoming successful in the F&B industry, and ultimately coming to Augusta and starting Indian Queen. He talks to us about his unique career path. Nobody ever tells you, they're like, go to school, go to school, get a job. Real jobs suck. We turned the bar around, and now that bar is known in Athens as... What's it called? Ooh. It's Bar South. Steve opens up about some struggles entering the bar community in 2012. When we started, it was definitely an attitude of, who the f*** are these guys? For, in regarding you guys, you it, are the guys. Yeah, yeah. And what's been his strategy to maintain success in a tough industry for eight years? We have the best staff. We have the best people. When you walk in, they treat you good. This episode is for people that love bars, booze, business, and of course, the city of Augusta. Thank you for listening. This is the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio with Stephen Moore from Indian Queen. Everybody is always called the Indian Queen. It's a neighborhood bar. It's not. It's a community bar. It's not just for one neighborhood or just for one group of people. It's a, neighbor, it's a community bar for everyone in that community to come and to feel at home. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we want to let you know this episode is sponsored by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. We talk about Nancy Powell all the time, and we, of course, understand that all of you guys that listen aren't necessarily into real estate. And so what we want to do is we just want to make sure that when it comes time for you to start asking questions, whether you're buying a house for your family, whether you're investing like me, or whether you just have questions about the market, we just want to make sure that we connect you with somebody that is qualified, intelligent, and has your best interests at heart. And that is why every week you hear us talk about Nancy Powell. If you guys have any questions about real estate, if you need any references in the real estate industry, please talk to Nancy Powell. On Instagram, she's at Downtown Augusta Broker, but she works in the whole CSRA. Nancy Powell, Powell & Associates, presenting sponsor for Drop the Disc 2020. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we are Drop the Disc Podcast in Augusta Podcast Studios. And we have a great guest today. Uh, his name is? Stephen Moore. Stephen, thank you for being here. Uh, and what do you do in Augusta? I feed my dogs every morning, but I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I would be known for doing in Augusta, and that would be running, operating the Indian Queen. And, and you're an owner as well. Yes. Okay. And you have, by the way, before we go too far into this, you brought us a couple of beautiful bottles. I'd like to thank you on the record for that. Yes. Uh, I'm drinking the Willet right now. Uh, yeah. Beautiful bottle. Beautiful Not taste. enough can be said about how beautiful <laughs> this bottle is, but we tried to before the show started. We, did, um, we <laughs> talked about it 
agnosium. And, 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 <laughs> and after we drink some of this, we're going to have to try some Weller 12 as well. If I can make it through. but um, <laughs> Not as nice of a bottle. <laughs> not as nice of a bottle. Probably probably tastes better just by the law of how these things work. But <laughs> I'll pro- I'm will i biased already. Um, So you opened a bar in Augusta, it seems like a long time ago, and, and it kind of is at this point. But are you from Augusta as well? Yeah, so we opened in 2012. It does seem like a long time, but I guess in bar years, that is a long time. Yeah, I'm a South Augusta boy. South Augusta, where did you go to high school? South Augusta. Well, I, my mom got me out of South Augusta when she uh, got married, I think when I turned 12, I moved to Columbia okay. County and graduated from Evans. Okay, Evans, gotcha. Yeah. And so, like, what was your thing in Evans? Like, what did you want to do? Get out of Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go to college? I, went, uh, I started at Truett McConnell. I got uh, graduated from the University of Georgia. And okay. was that business? Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> yeah. With business degree? I have a business degree and I have a sports studies degree. Okay. Very yeah. cool. And so you're you're getting your business degree. Is the purpose of the business and sports studies degree to open a bar? The goal. Is that, is that what your passion was? No, the goal was to be a sports agent. Okay. To go okay. to law school and to get into representing athletes. I <clears throat> left Augusta, went to a smaller school in Athens for a year transferred to Georgia and it just happened to be that the the group of people that I met that I hung out with when I got there were athletes for the most part at Georgia and so in dealing with them talking to them through that experience at Georgia and then afterwards when they would leave it was always it was just very rarely a good experience when they left so you were you're trying to make that better yeah okay and what so what year did you graduate college uh, 2008. Graduate college. Okay. Great year to graduate college. I was there for seven years. Oh, <laughs> wow. Two degrees. Hey. Two degrees. Yeah, nothing's wrong with that. The full sports management and the full business. Yeah, so I went to, <laughs> yes, yes. It was fantastic. Was it great? Did people call you Van Wilder? Like to your face? Uh, that would have been great. That would have been great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I lived in not just a great town, but in my opinion, and, and, and I acknowledge your LSU them. I respect in, that. And what is the greatest college town in America? It yep. is a town that is set up around a university. The university is the most important thing in that town. And to go there and experience that and to be a part of it, it was hard to leave. So I didn't for a long time. Yeah, understand. I, I so, bet a lot of people share that sentiment. And then I did leave, went and got a corporate job and was like, nobody ever tells you. They're like, go to school, go to school, get a job. Real jobs suck. So let's get into that. So yeah. you graduated in 08 from yeah. UGA. What did you do next? Uh, I moved immediately to Hilton Head, South Carolina. Okay. And then I worked with corporate Marriott. It was... Were you doing a lot the, of golf stuff? No. I'm not. I just, I know I'm the Augusta kid. not a huge golfer. Okay. Yeah. It's never too late, man. No, I'll play some now. <laughs> okay, you know, I've okay. got with the buddies. Quarantine made yeah. me a better golfer. <laughs> I putt a lot. On, I have a little putting thing in my office. Nice. And, you know, I think it's called the perfect putt. No, yeah. no pitch. I know okay. exactly what you're talking about, too. Yeah. yeah. I got it off Barstool. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. So, okay. You, you enter the business world, the mighty fast business world of Hilton Head. What are you doing? Uh, working for a corporate hotel management group. It's like were you doing sales management? 
I was bartending and doing a long title, corporate analysis supervisors. What does that mean? It means going to different locations that the hotel owned and going over the different service providers, outlets through their hotels. So if you go somewhere, my main, one of my biggest ones I did is I went to Baltimore. They had a shoeless steakhouse. They were getting ready to lose the contract. They needed... Sorry. <laughs> we'll I'm start sorry. the story over. Sorry, man. My phone made I'm, the flash. I'm super photogenic, oh. though, right now. You are. <laughs> you are. Um, worked for them do, going to these places and going over that. Shula's, they were losing that contract. So what I would do and what other people at the hotel that I worked at would do would go out and basically grade their services, say this is how service should go, and this is what we need to do to keep that contract. And you just would go and make sure that these locations were up to standard. And so that's what you were doing? Yes. Was that your passion? Terribly boring. <laughs> so, so what happened, though? What, what got you out of that industry? I mean, the most terribly boring industries seem to pay the most, too. I'm sure you were doing all right. Paid me way more money. There we go. Way more money. So, um, but what got you out? I was working under some people, and I had a great supervisor. Uh, his name was Ben Holler. Um, who taught me a lot and he left. And when he left, we had another gentleman come in and they brought in our F and B main supervisor from audio visual. So our main supervisor came in from somewhere and had no background and no training and was sending us out there to tell people to do things that were outside of the scope of what I believed in telling people to do stuff the wrong way because it said so in a book. Okay, gotcha. Instead of having that mm. life experience. So we're of, talking like overarching corporate micromanagement, like to the extreme. To a T. And, and you were not in love with that. It made me almost fall out of love with the F&B industry. I mean, putting myself in your shoes, I could even see like you sitting around with your guys and being like, you know, we could just open a bar and be done with this. This is exactly <laughs> how that story goes. I moved... So <clears throat> I was still in Hilton Head. I had a friend of mine who had a new boyfriend that owned a bar okay. in Athens. That bar was struggling a little bit, and they needed some help. And they asked me to help. And I went down for a football game, and then that football game turned into me working for them for a little over a year. And What take, were you doing? Bartending and managing. I literally just same went, thing, better, better situation. Uh, and not even a better situation, <clears throat> just one that I felt more comfortable in. Okay, where it was like, hey, we're not doing good. They have a good cult. Was the culture better? The culture was better because it was Athens, and it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> true. Yeah. That's know, true. That's true. Yeah, and it wasn't this corporate thing. And they were like, they acknowledged we need help. Gotcha. And went in and turned. Not by my own doing at all. We brought in some really good people and we turned the bar around. And now that bar is known in Athens as... What's it called? Ooh. It's Bar South. Bar South. Yeah, yeah. We transferred that from... So did you bar rescue Bar South? No. (laughs) (laughs) Did your team bar rescue? Right, right, right. You were on the team that bar rescued Bar South. Not officially I had affiliated a, we with the were, Food Network. We were a team of people. <laughs> bar South made a transition from Arch Bar to Bar South. I came in when it was Arch Bar. Mm-hmm. 
uh, helped facilitate that transition and brought my staff with me. So what did you guys do that worked so well? Acknowledge what they wanted. You know, I think a lot of times bar owners go in and they want it to be their bar. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. And they, and they want it to be like where they want to hang out. And sometimes that doesn't make you money. Right. right? Especially yeah. in Athens. Yeah. You, right. We recognized what the crowd wanted. We delivered upon what the crowd wanted mm-hmm. and then provided it for them. What's an example of that? What, what were you guys doing? I just, I want to hear something cool you guys did. I mean, I want to tell you something cool, but it was almost the simplest things as do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. changing the music at I was, midnight. That's what I was about to say. Probably the music. It's like, okay. it's, I mean, it's, it's simple and it's like it's, hiring good people. It doesn't always have to be the group of guys from one fraternity. Right. You know, and, and all of your bouncers don't have to be the biggest guys in town. Right. You need everybody in the bar to bring people in for whatever reason. So, so did you learn that on the job? Is that something that you've been kind of building up? And it sounds like you learned a lot that you were able to. Sounds take. like he used to be a DJ. Oh, yeah, you, <laughs> you kind of do have that same mindset, <laughs> like a like a music DJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Those dudes make bank. Right yes. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more with Stephen Moore. David, the weather is still warm, but I can foresee that it is going to be cooler weather. Time to get out, be with your family, check out some local places. If you're not sure where some places are or if any places exist, check out the little guide. They've got really good resource right there at their website. Tells you everything local. If you need services, dog grooming, if you need a haircut, you got salons. Guys, check out the little guide. It's a little red book. Pick it up in a restaurant, pick it up in a boutique, and take it home for your guests to see and for you to flip through and check out that really cool podcast called Drop the Dis. And guys, for more information, check them out at Little Guide Augusta on Facebook or littleguideaugusta.com. So, what year is this? How long did you work in Athens? I graduated from Evans in 2001, and I think I left Augusta days after graduation and moved to Athens. Okay. I was in Athens from 2001 to 2008, Okay. and then back there from 2010 until late 2011. So in 2011, when you left, did you leave to open Indian Queen? I left to come here and open the bar, yeah. You, but did you have a vision of this bar? We had a vision of a better bar than what existed in Augusta at the time. So doing that market research in 2012, what I'm just curious, like, what was you guys, what, what made you do what you did? I mean, you guys targeted young professionals. You had the porch and, and you tried to make things upscale. And not a lot of people had done that. And you guys were willing to charge a dollar extra for beers and a dollar extra for drinks in some occasions. And, and I feel like, you guys kind of blew up immediately. I, I mean, how was it opening? Opening was crazy, but it was also a situation where we're at. There was not a lot around us. Right. What was around us at that time is, you know, Sheehan's is still around. And one of our saviors when we first opened uh, was is no longer there. It's now southbound, but was Crumbs on Central. Really? You yes. Know, yeah. Andrew yeah. Crumrun, who was uh, the proprietor there, and Brett Pritchard. I mean, they made it to where if we had any questions, they did everything they could to put us in a situation to succeed because moving to that side of town and deciding to open something on that side of town, 
Nobody was doing that. Nobody yeah. was going. I mean, you guys are on Wrightsboro Road yeah. and Montesano. Why that location? Uh, it's a log cabin in the middle of Augusta. Love it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we looked at other locations. This was not the, we didn't see this location and we weren't just like, oh, that, that's, that's where we have to be. We looked at other right. locations first. This one almost fell into our lap. They had mm. someone else looking at the building. Uh, I think they wanted to open a barbecue restaurant. Barbecue's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, we came in with our business plan, with our background, um, gave it to the owners, and they gave us the opportunity. Could could you uh, give us kind of some other location options? Maybe not the actual buildings, but I'm just uh, curious. Where, where were you thinking? Where else was Indian <laughs> Queen going to go? We were going to be in that what we have called that midtown area. I love it. We were always going to be like on Central, Central somewhere. Yeah. We wanted it to be... We came in knowing that we wanted it to be like Squeakies. You guys are I've heard about yeah, it. Tell me about a little Squeakies. And, I, and I'm yeah. I'm 37. I'm not like oh, oh god. Right, but right, like right, right. to what my knowledge and my remembrance of Squeakies was is it was just somewhere where everybody in town went. From where the, was it? So Squeakies is across the street from Sheehan's on Central Avenue. Okay. There's a little bitty building there. There okay. may still be. I think there's a hanging <clears throat> Budweiser sign. That sign is an ancient Anheuser-Busch Budweiser sign. I mean, it's a cl- I would love to have that sign. I, I believe Coco Rubio was talking about that on our show. Was okay. he? Yeah, he, he name-dropped Squeakies. He did. That's and a why lot I've of heard other that. places that are not around anymore. And but Squeak- yes. Squeakies was just that place where the judge sat next to the guy from Waste Management, and they shared a pitcher and a pizza and a conversation. And that's why we don't have the games at the bar. We don't have pool tables or bands or anything. We... Our idea opening the bar was a place to come and hang out and to have a conversation, to talk to somebody, the person next to you, to understand what they're going through. Everybody is always called the Indian Queen. It's a neighborhood bar. It's not. It's a community bar. It's not just for one neighborhood or just for one group of people. It's a, neighbor, it's a community bar for everyone in that community to come and to feel at home. So, so you earlier talked about when you were in Athens, you said the right thing to do was look at what people want, figure out what they want, and do it because they'll enjoy it. What did you see in Augusta that made you say, this is the bar that, that this area needs? Ooh, I'm glad you said that. It wasn't what they wanted at the time. It's what they needed. Okay. We didn't have that. Augusta's has been like... <clears throat> It's hard to get this point across, but I grew up not being proud of being from Augusta. I grew up thinking I had to move to a bigger city, accomplish bigger things, to be this bigger person. Significant guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the more time I spent outside of here and in bigger cities, I realized, like, I love where I'm from. I wanted to be a part of... Where, of helping where I'm from become bigger than I thought it was. So on that, when you guys <clears throat> opened, talk about how you were received by the area. That was scary because immediately people showed up <laughs> with the backing of the people that we had. Um, my two partners, Brandon Mears, Ryan McArdle, they were here. I had not been here. I didn't have anybody wanting to come to Stephen Moore's bar. Mm-hmm. Having Brandon involved, having Ryan involved. You say Brandon Mears? Yes. It's my uh, real estate broker. Yeah. Hey, good Shout guy. out Brandon. Shout out Brandon Mears. <laughs> there he is. If you, 
Need a mortgage in town? Go to Brandon. <laughs> if you're selling commercial real estate, Palomar, Ryan McCardle, great companies. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's what they needed. You know, we came in and we, I think we asked earlier, how did it start? What, right, what right. made you think right. like, to do this? It was eating at crumbs. We all went out on a weekend. We went to a few bars and I was like, this is what you guys are doing. And you had moved back to Augusta specifically knowing you were going to open a bar though. After this night. After, after this night. After okay. we went out, after we had a good time and you're just looking around and you're like, that wasn't great. <laughs> you know, and we were at Crumbs the next morning, uh, Sunday brunch, which we did religiously, uh, best <laughs> brunch in town. Um, and we were there, we just started talking and it was like that mindset of like, dude, I could do better than this. And having really Brandon be like, excuse my language, but shit, let's do this. You know, and, and that's what it turned right. into. It tur it went from that to like looking for locations three days later. And and you built a team. How did you guys build that team? Slowly. You know, we have been open for eight years now. We have a couple employees that have been with us seven years, six years, four years. I think our, our with the exception of two new door guys that mm -hmm. we just hired through the pandemic, our shortest tenured bartenders, I think two and a half years. The turnover for our bar is incredibly low. That's great. We That's don't, something that somebody that goes there, even just once a week, like you'll notice you see the same people. Yeah, we don't, I mean, and, and it's like we have people come in a few years later looking for so-and-so and, and they're there for the most part. We've never, I don't think one exception had anybody leave to go bartend at another bar. Have you done anything to like intentionally promote people staying and working with you for long periods of time? We treat people good from day one. I mean, there's like, I'd love for it to be like some incredibly complex, that's a good, put that's, together that's answer. That's still a good answer though. But it's like, we treat them good and they're lo we're loyal to them. So they in turn are loyal to us. There's no, like, no real secret sauce. So I, I do want to say that it was year two for me that Indian Queen opened up when I was at AU. In college? Augusta State, I was 19 when Indian Queen opened, and I did not like you guys for that because I was just watching all my friends go. Right. And hopefully they were all... And <laughs> it's something else that we've done is, like, we, we don't get mad at people trying to come in, like, when you're 20. Like, we did it. Just don't, I, yeah, I did yeah. not wait till I was 21 to go to bars in Athens. <laughs> I wish that, you know, we wish that people would drink responsibly. Right. But it's like, we right. have those people, too. Like, we're glad that we're at that point where we're the bar that people kind of grow into. Right. Yeah. And I, and I'll be honest when I, you know, at that time in, in the Augusta life of out going out and whatnot, you know, uh, you go to dinner and sent off central Avenue or Daniel village. And then you go downtown. There was nothing you would hit 13th street or Wrightsboro road all the way down to 13th street to get to downtown but once Indian Queen opened up, it was a whole new ball game. Plus, you were packed out. It's hard to get to the bar because it's packed out. This is it's crazy. It's pre-COVID, you know. You did, <laughs> but uh, you're you know you had the two layers, two two stories, and then you had the fireplace. Who wouldn't want that? And then that was before you had the patio. Yeah, for me, I don't know. Like in the fall time, 
the, the fall to February. Is there, I don't know. Is there a better atmosphere? <laughs> You're in a log cabin. Don't, I mean, we're missing the, the ski slope. We're missing <laughs> that stuff. But you come in during the fall. It smells like that hot apple cider drink. You have the fire going. You have the heaters on the patio. You know, it, we're in Georgia. It's not right. negative 20. And not, and not right. only that, though, because of the atmosphere that y'all provide, the just talking and hanging out, catching up, it's the perfect place for reunions. Either friend reunions, class reunions, family reunions, they're all coming there to hang out. You got plenty of places to talk, just like you're talking about. I mean, we all know that the night before Thanksgiving is the biggest bar night. It, it really for, is. For bars yeah, like all, us. Yeah, seriously. For bars like us. I mean, everybody goes out that night. You could go by yourself You're and gonna, catch up with all your friends not planning it at Indian Queen. 100%. At some point during that night, if you, we, our goal is if you come into town, at some point during that night, you have to go to the Indian Queen. Right. Not like, uh, maybe we will. You have to. to because... Yeah, that's where you went when you were in school. Yeah, that's where you're going to meet 10 of your friends. And because there's something there that you missed. The reason people come back to, I like to believe, yeah, we have quality drinks. Our drinks are good. We have the best staff. We have the best people. When you walk in, they treat you good. And if we do, that's our main focus. We talk about that nightly, daily, weekly basis of... How do we treat people, and how do we get better? I love that. And we'll be right back with more in-depth conversation about Indian Queen and the Augusta bar scene with Steve Moore. Thank you for listening. This is the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. One of our favorite partners that we have with the podcast is definitely the beer partner. Uh, we're talking about Savannah River Brewing Company. They make really good beer. They've partnered up with us this past week. We we had beers that we made. I made a Honey Bunches of Oats beer, and David made a Pineapple Session IPA. And guys, go to SRBC right now to try those beers and vote on which one is your favorite. If you don't have any Halloween plans, Savannah River Brewery is going to be hosting a Halloween party. They are going to have different activities like a pumpkin chunkin' contest with prizes. There's going to be their magical black wit beer coming back. Guys, this is a time for friends, family to get together. And make sure to check out the things they do every week like beer yoga with Taylor and Georgia Games on Saturdays. Savannah River Brewing Company, they always have stuff going on. Follow them on Facebook for an updated schedule posted every week and visit them at savannahriverbrew.com. So let's let's talk from this perspective. You guys joined the community in 2012. What were the other what what other bars were were going on in 2012? Soleil, I don't think what Soleil was just opening. Soul Bar was open. There wasn't so a Soleil lot was, of Soleil wasn't open yet. They I weren't mean, open yet. So you had Bar West, you had uh, Stillwater, you had, of course, Soul Bar. Right. Um, at that point, um, you had Surrey Bar Tavern, Bar so, on so Bar. So everything's downtown, and then, of course, Country Club. Everything is downtown, and then Country Club. And how, how was the dynamic between you and the other bar owners? Because we we've talked to people that, like Jason Netzler of Garden City, they're in the middle of downtown. It's a new bar, totally different situation. They came into this downtown community. You guys are kind of on that like peripheral, but 
you are also an integral part of everybody's night that's that's going downtown. People acknowledge that. So, like, how is that relationship? So, I know you're going to bleep this part out. Okay. Because I've seen some of watching the podcast. <laughs> when we started, it was definitely an attitude of, who the f*** are these guys? For, in regarding you guys, you it, are the guys. Yeah, yeah. Would, the, would it be the location y'all chose? Like, yeah, who everything. do they think they it's are? It's that, it's that I wasn't in their mind from around here because they didn't know me. They didn't know that I was from around here. Right. We didn't go around every bar telling them the backstory, you know? Right, right. Um, that being said, after people came in our doors, after people saw what we were doing after we opened, incredibly supportive. Interesting. Yeah. And I watched the podcast with George. Yeah. Where George yeah. was talking about the amount, how once you're in here, you're in. Right. You know what I mean? And people mm -hmm. will take care of you and people will look out. So I said, even, you know, like, without crumbs in that beginning, without them kind of showing us some ways of how to do things around mm -hmm. here, we needed that. And they provided that for us. Right. And then eventually the community opened up to us. I would like to say that I think you set a new standard for bars in Augusta, that it's okay that you don't have music blaring, that it's okay to just stand around and talk and it'll pack out still. Y'all, I'm, Y'all did it right. In 2012, y'all set a standard. I want you to know that. I'm not the only one that's thinking that. I know Dave, well, David wasn't there in 2012. I was in high school. <laughs> I, was in, I believe I was in high school. But, it, I, you know, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, Mark Bride, I'm going to call him out real quick, knew him in college. He's been bartending there forever. So what you're saying is 100%. I mean, y'all keep him in. Y'all treat him like family. And they go on to careers. Mark McBride has a career. Right. You know, and, and he chooses to come back and bar. And it's not a lot. Right. But he comes to bartend maybe once a week, one, one night, one weekend. We love it. We love to have those people that right. you've seen there and you're like, uh, it's comfortable. And, and the elephant in the room. We have all guys. It, it's not intentional. It worked out that way. Those are the people that stayed around. Those are the people that we've rolled with and... It's been successful. Yeah. Like, I appreciate your comment. We came into town when there was, to my knowledge, it, by all means, if anybody out there wants to correct me, correct me. Um, there was one bar that had, quote unquote, craft cocktails on their menu when we came into town. And that was, uh, uh, the name escapes me. Uh, it was, uh, it's the restaurant. Um, they have the the beer rush, the hive. So the, the bees knees, bees, 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 knees. Bees, bees, bees. I knew bees. I would get to it. So bees knees had cocktails on their menu. So I can't be like, Oh, we came into town and we right. brought the craft cocktail. But what you guys did bring something. We brought doing it our way. We brought the, I think the craft portion of the cocktail. Okay. You know, we, even, uh, one of our first bartenders, uh, fantastic guy, uh, Ryan O'Hagan, if you interviewed him and asked him about the, just the evolution of spirits that we carry at the bar, we originally didn't even have an old fashioned. We weren't good at it yet. We didn't what, have a what recipe. What did y'all have originally? So originally it was a lot of what we still focus on, and that is the fruit-based seasonality, excuse me, seasonal cocktails, where we pull in fresh fruits, fresh ingredients from the season, and truly craft cocktails so like, from those ingredients. So what's an example? Like when this episode comes out, it'll be a week before 
Halloween. Sure. So what what will people see at Indian Queen, like in this season? So you're going to have a lot of, I mean, fall-based drinks. So we're going to focus on apples. We're going to focus on... Pumpkin spice. We have we don't do pumpkin spice. <laughs> we do have um, a, basically a pumpkin cream drink okay. that we make. You know, we make our pumpkin cream. We make our Irish cream in-house. So when you come and get our Irish cream, it's got whiskey in it. It's not really a cordial anymore. It is a, it's, you know, it's a drink. It's a drink. <laughs> um, I think that's what we brought to it though. We brought mixing in the, the seasonal items and taking liberties with existing cocktails. And now within the last, so three years. So we focused on that for the first five. Okay. Within that time frame, we've kind of broadened our horizons to go to these more classic drinks and say, those are really good. Can we make them better? Mm-hmm. If we can, let's do what we can. If not, let's find the best ingredients to make the best possible cocktail. So if we can't do anything to make it better, let's just find the just best the ingredients. ingredients. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm curious because... You guys have a lot more competition in your sector than you did in 2012. I, I mean, just easily, I know that Craft and Vine is very similar to, to what you guys do. But at the same time, the atmosphere is totally different. And then there's Soleil that has a similar, like, young people, Garden City, young people. And all of that seems to take a little bit from what you guys have done. Not from a people going there instead of going to Indian Queen, but, like, taking something that you've done successfully and kind of adopted it. Right. Awesome. I think that's really cool. How has that looked for you guys? Like you guys stay busy. People stay loyal to Indian Queen. And, and it seems like there's room for, for all these different bars. What does that look like for you guys, though? It looks awesome. It looks fantastic to know that we had something to do with that culture, not just showing up and staying around, but thriving in this town to show that there, it's possible I love Augusta now. I, I said earlier in this, like, yeah. I started off kind of being, like, ashamed of being a Southern boy. I thought I needed to be from New York, and <laughs> I had to, like, own a big boat and a, you know, <laughs> right. a, a penthouse. Of course. Could care less. Right. <laughs> you know, I want to be a part of making the place that I love better. Like, and we all know it. We've all had the conversations about Greenville, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Like, we, we've all had the conversation. <laughs> we've all said Augusta could be Greenville. I mean, literally, the city planner in Greenville's from Augusta. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> 100%. And, and maybe we'll never be Greenville, but we can be a better version of Augusta. Right. You know, we need the skyline to change. I, I have a question. Uh, possibly, I agree with that, by the and way. I, and I do agree with that. I'm just, this question is going off of what you just said. Is there another bar idea possibly coming to Augusta? Maybe in like 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the, I mean, always. Yes. Okay. Like, yes. So you're not one and done. You might from possibly. you though, from you, is there another bar coming from you? Is there another project potentially coming? There's from you? not a project on the line right now, right. but there are things that are constantly being talked about formulated and trying to evolve them into something more than just being on paper. That's okay. cool. But also the time frame that we're in would just right. seem correct. Foolish. So let's, yeah. I want to ask this. So, so you've been successful in what you've done so far. It, it seems that 
from the outside looking in, you would say this guy is just good at what he does and he just does it over and over again. Because you, you, you were successful uh, working for the chain of oppressive hotels. You were successful in Athens. You've been successful here, right? Has it been that way for you? Like owning a bar, I, I mean, how often were you working when you guys started up? Like what, what did success take for you guys in the past? When we opened up, and when any business like ours opens up, the person in my position has to be there all the time. Because we mentioned those other two guys that were your investing partners, they have day jobs, basically. They have day jobs. They don't end. I hope I'm not wrong in this. I don't think they signed up to be bar managers. Right. You know, they, they were popular in town. They were going out. They were a part of Augusta that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. because of their other jobs, because of Ryan's commercial real estate, because of Brandon's dealings and the mortgage and home field. Right. They knew more people than I knew. More people knew of them than knew of me. No, like I said, nobody was coming out to Stephen Moore's <laughs> bar in Augusta <laughs> right. at, the, at the beginning without those people. So, yeah, I've been successful in the area that I've chosen, but I've also in Athens, in Augusta, right. I've had great people around me. When I was in Augusta, and when we talked about making that transition, part of that transition right. was taking the staff that we had acquired from the Arch Bar to Bar South. They were a huge part of that. Yeah, maybe I convinced the new ownership to like take them on. But it wasn't difficult because they had shown mm -hmm. to be able to get on with the plan, perform within the plan, and to provide money for ownership. All right. Um. I've been fortunate. I think the main thing for me is I've been fortunate throughout is to have those good people around me. Right. And and recently, I think that's probably been put to the test a little bit. I mean, so we've mentioned what you do. This is a very difficult time to do what you do. How have you guys responded to, to what's going on in 2020? I mean, obviously, there's COVID-19, but there's 100,000 other things that I could mention. How have you guys responded to that kind of stuff? Uh, I think the way that we responded was to... As soon as we found out everything going on, I think we'll start with COVID. Sure. I think as soon as we sure. found out everything going on, you just check in with your people. Right. You make sure that they're okay at the beginning of that process, throughout that process, until the end of that process. You know, we were fortunate. We did get triple P loan. Okay. We gave 100% of it to payroll. We didn't have one person that had to go on uh, to unemployment to take any money. We made sure that in the beginning before we got triple P mm -hmm. that we were giving them something to live off of. And that comes back to that loyalty thing, right? Like in their time when they needed us, we were there in times when we've needed them, they're there for us. So it's, it's been difficult, but in the same breath, it's been something that the employees made much easier to deal with. I just want to take note of something that you've said a few times today, and, and then I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Uh, Chris closes our show. But something you keep saying is, is that your team is great. And, and it seems like everywhere you go, you're building teams 
I just want to commend you on that. I, I think that's a really great way to do business. We we had uh, Chad Harpley come on. Uh, he owns a very different business. He owns a, di- a business called Premier Networks. And one thing that he talked about the whole episode was, I w- was a cog in the wheel of this company that that the people around me caused me to succeed. And And we hear that from you, and I think that's something a lot of successful people say. I'm curious, though. What role did you play in the success of Indian Queen, of you personally? Because you have given a lot of credit to other people, but what role did you play? Uh, concept. Okay. Top to bottom. Okay. And the way that that process is executed on a nightly basis. Okay. So I take pride. In Were I- you there? Were you like in? Yeah, every night. There you go. For the first three years I didn't leave Augusta because I was there every night I might have not be there from open to close but I was there every single night I closed the bar down every night in the best of shape and worst of shape at sometimes um and I was just there I mean and we to go back to your team thing like yeah I I did go to Georgia I I did get that fancy business degree (laughs) that thing in management that they teach you is hire the right people Mm -hmm. and then let the right people do their job. Mm -hmm. Whether it be a bar, a podcast, a fortune 500 company, it's what am I, what do I think I'm best at? I'm best at, at times managing people, finding the right people, letting those people do what they're good at. So you let other people take ownership of their job. Yeah, and then they have pride in their job. There you, you go. Know, the people that are, are with us, I think they're prideful of being where they're at. There's a lot of other people that they could go work at other bars. Right. right. I think that they find some bit of pride in where they're at when they're with us. Can I, can I get a quick message to the next generation of uh, bar owners in Augusta? Please. Stick to it. If you find something where you're like, hey, I, I believe in this, Stick to what you believe in. And if you truly, if you'll work hard at what you believe in 95% of the time, I believe that you'll be successful in it. All right. Thank you. I, you know, I wanted to piggyback off of what he said. Um, you know, I think we've interviewed about 10, maybe 15 people, business owners that have started a business, but not once did any of them say they did it on their own. Right. The underlying theme here with the with these interviews is surround yourself with people that know what they're doing. And Augusta has a plethora of people that know you know that know what you, you can surround yourself with them. So I think the key, and I totally agree with that, is find people who know what they're doing or are willing to learn. Right. Just as important. Yeah. If you have somebody that's really good at what they're doing, but only wants to do it their way. Mm-hmm. Have an open mind. You can't work with that. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's great that you're the best at what you do. <laughs> but if but doing the best at what you do your way may not work in my organization. True. There it is. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with the drop the disc question and an expose on the history behind Indian Queen's name. One sponsor I'm always happy to talk about and that you'll notice I talk about them a lot is the clubhouse at the Cyber Center. Now, I've worked closely with the clubhouse because last year I worked for a small local business, and this year I do work from home, and I 
do editing and production for Augusta Podcasts. And so the clubhouse is a great spot for me, not only to go and get work done, but to do networking. And we are starting to collaborate with the clubhouse because they are going to open their own podcast studio. We're really excited for that. We really want you to check that out. Check out their other programs as well. They're networking, they're coding boot camp that they do at least three times a year and tons of other opportunities like 3D printing. Check them out online at theclubhow.se or on the third floor of the Cyber Center. Tell them Drop the Disc sent you and check them out today. That's theclubhow.se. And we're about to be back with Stephen Moore, but make sure to stick around after that interview for Around Augusta with Chris, where he's going to tell you all you need to know about what's going on in Augusta. So uh, you told me earlier that you... Uh listen to some of the shows before yeah, you came yeah, on. Yeah. And so w- there's a question we ask every guest at the end of the show, and it has a, it ties into the name of the podcast, Drop the Diss. Um, and you even mentioned earlier that uh, you wanted to get out of Augusta. And I'm sure you, we all did. Not the first it. guest to say that. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Yeah, but we all came back. Right. Yes. And so you're about to, so the, the question is, if anybody were to walk up to you at any point, time, day, or whatever, and just talk negatively about the city of Augusta, what would your response be to them? I would first assume that they've probably never been here. <laughs> first off. Right. right. Or that they've only been here for one week out of the year. I get angry. Yeah. Like I want to be, like I have a very visceral response to, to Disgusta. If you're from here, it's like, oh, that's an inside joke. It's like, <laughs> it's like your brother, right? Yeah. I can punch my brother. If you punch my brother, we're going to fight. Like, not just me and you, my brother, we're going to team up on you. I like that. I've never heard that boy before. I like that. Yeah. Like, us saying it to each other, like, oh, from a disgust. Okay, once. Huh? It's cute. If someone from outside of here says that to me, I just, uh, I must assume ignorance. They heard okay. it from somebody else. They thought it was cute. You've never been here. Yeah. Can we do better? Hell yeah. <laughs> I hope we do. Oh, yeah. Right. Me too. People like us yeah. sitting right here. We'll be a part of that change. Right. Us talking about us not wanting it to be seen in that manner are the people who will change it and make it different. Right. We love this place. There's a reason we love this place. There's also a reason that we all want it to get better. You know, whether it's the bar here, the restaurant here, this podcast, the cyber center coming into town, Mm -hmm. or us just doing things like cleaning the streets. True. True. So, so let me ask you this. What, what do you like to do in Augusta when you're not working? Oh, man. I'm an introverted, like, forced extrovert. <laughs> I like to sit forced in my house. Forced by yourself. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. For, it's an industry forced by the industry. Right, right. Okay, let me re-ask the question. Okay, go. <laughs> Your buddies are in town, and they haven't been in Augusta in 10 years. Where do you go? What time do they get here? They get here on 4 Friday PM. 4 at 4 p.m. Okay. and you have till Sunday. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Friday night. I mean, to me, and yes, I'm, I'm taking them to the Indian Queen. Okay. I'm proud of it. I want them to see it. I want people when they come into town for them to feel the same way about the Indian Queen. I want them to be proud to take their friends, their family, people there first. Go have a nice little night there. Um, you know, I'm a big Frog Hollow fan. Yes. I, I mean, I love Sean. Get that, Everything. that pork shoulder and the Gouda mac and cheese. The pork chop? Or the pork chop. Amazing. Is, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, same breath. I love, you know, 
Has anybody, have you guys had the new Soul Food Kitchen yet? No. No. In Surrey? We need to. Fantastic. Okay. Amazing food. You leave there, you don't feel like, it's not Thanksgiving dinner full. It's <laughs> like full, but like, I can still go do some things. Just, I don't want to be Thanksgiving dinner no, full too no, often. No, not on Saturday. So I would take the boys there because I think it's a good little option. Okay. Yeah. I think being in Surrey Center is a nice little thing. Maybe stop by the butcher shop, grab something. Uh, the New York butcher shop right yeah, there. Cook absolutely. something, throw it yeah. on the grill. Forest Hills. I live right behind it. So okay. maybe a little round of golf there. Nice. I love the river. I love the lake. I love that we have all this water around us. Man, I love so much about this town. It's hard to fit that, it into like a day and a half. And it's like I just uh, every time I'm like, well, I would want to go. Uh, I want to go to the lake house for a little bit and hang out. <laughs> I don't have a lake house. If anybody's got one for sale for cheap, you know? <laughs> but like we'll I will trade five percent of Indian Queen for. Lake no, house. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> it will have to be a big, big lake house. <laughs> you know. Stuff like this, man, hanging out with you guys, having this conversation about, you know, where we've come from, what we've done, what we yeah. hope this town becomes, I think is an integral part in the future of our little town. Doesn't you know? it hype you up? It hypes me up to know that there's other people that are excited in my demographic about this city being better. Yeah. And I, and like I say being better in the breath of, I love this place. Right. I want better for it. Not that it's not a good place. It could be a great place. Has so much potential. Yeah. So much. And and like we said, you have been very influential, I think, yes. in getting us where we are. Whether indirectly or directly, the influence that you guys have had is insane. I'll take that and it'll make me smile. I mean, I think that we came in, yes, when not a lot of people thought it was a good idea. I mean, that is the main question that we got when we pulled up storyboards of the Indian Queen was what in the hell are y'all thinking? Mm -hmm. There? And to know that now that, you know, there are people that feel like that we're an integral part in the growth, that's awesome. Like, if we can be a part of it, if the when new people come in and when it's Jason, when it's, you know, anybody coming in, George and them have a question, we want to be there for them now. Right. And I think that that is what also changed when we came in. To, and it went from a, and not to say that we were that catalyst of that but we came in and it was kind of that like every man for himself mentality right and we see it now here we see the how can we help each other right how can because it's like our business grows jason's business grows then southbound gets bigger then soleil has an option to open up bar number you know all these things these aren't bad for us right people are always like when a new bar opens in town are you guys worried about that no it means it means there's opportunity for it there's enough people in town. There's enough enough different things that need to happen. Mm -hmm. Garden City's perfect to go and throw bean bags, to you know, to go and <laughs> right. play cornhole inside, yeah. and to have some good drinks. And Soul Bar's perfect for that, like, yes, indoor classic, like in your face rock show, right? Right. And then you have the pool bar, the pool down at Sports Center, best burger in the world. Chris is a big proponent of that, by the way. You've said that it. on the right show. Yes. In the world. It is. Miss Sandy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Sandy. There are places in Augusta for everyone. So to be like, no, this is our market. We own it. It should be ours. Mm -hmm. No, we want everybody to be uberly successful because then hopefully all of us turn around and do, do our second thing, our third thing to continue. Hopefully we all turn into Sean and we right. have 
four restaurants right. downtown or in our area. And if we all build our little areas up and do our thing, the city grows. I love it. So us little F&B people, maybe we are a part of that. All right. I got to ask one more thing before we go. Okay. Indian Queen. Where did the name come from? The Indian Queen was originally going to be called the private stock because we are in the former gun cabinet. Really? Yeah. So a private okay. stock, stock of a gun, private stock. And the liquor business is usually like an allocated product. An allocated product just means there's a very small selection of it. Do you think private stock would still be open today if that was the name? Yes. Okay. Conf- confident yeah. in the business plan? Okay. Yeah. The model's... It's, a, it's pretty good. It's a great model. So yeah. what, made the, what made the decision for you, though? So we went to a local marketing and branding company. I think you guys are familiar with them. Uh, we're Stuart. Yeah, uh, yeah. Porkchop just came on. Yeah. Um, we went to them, uh, let them know what we wanted to do, what, we, what our plan was. Uh, they do a great job of questioning and finding out what their client really wants to be. Mm-hmm. They came up with the name. The name is an homage to Peter Carnes. Peter Carnes is one of the, I'm doing air quotes, founding okay. fathers of the city of Augusta. Okay. Right? Um, he moved here from Maryland. To our understanding, uh, Peter Carnes and his wife were basically ran out of Maryland as debtors. Interesting. Came to Augusta, changed fortune. Uh, Peter Carnes was the first American in a hot air balloon. Like Fun to think fact. to think Fun about fact. how like wow excuse my language bat crazy that is <laughs> in that time frame the le- the late um, eighteen nineties I believe my to goodness. go up in a hot air balloon is insane right okay so pioneer um, when they lived in Maryland they ran a I believe it's called a tavern at that point yeah. tavern is a eat sleep drink stable your horses kind of place right. Saloon. Motel. Ish. All, <laughs> all of these things. <laughs> Could have a pretty girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Peter Carnes and his wife ran this after her father died in Maryland. Uh, her, she had an older brother. The older brother ran into financial problems, came to Peter Carnes and his wife demanding back rent on a building that they thought that they inherited ran off that which they ran was called the Indian queen. It was our homage as to what a bar should have been, would have been, could have been had it been here since Peter Carnes' day. So that we did have that place where you could come sit down. You could talk. It could be a meeting place. It could be this general area for everybody to come and be a part of and be welcome. That's insane. Yeah. Our main thing that we tell everybody, we hear all these things about the Indian Queen being the, the, the pretty boy bar or the Somerville bar or the whatever bubble they want to fit us into at that time. We are everybody's bar. Our main thing that we've said, if you know how to act, we invite you to come in. The thing that we talk about with our bartenders is the people that we want there are the people that you would actually have sit down at your table to eat. Yeah. it's a good point. And it creates the environment. Yeah, it does. The, the melding pot creates that environment. So it's our, just what we hoped that a bar would have been had it been around since Peter Carnes got to Augusta. We still can't convince you to tell us what your next project is going to be. 
Augustine needs pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Stephen Bohr, owner of Indian Queen, operator of Indian Queen. Thank you so much for being here. You are 37 years old and you have made a massive impact on the city of Augusta. We really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Look forward to coming back. Thanks for uh, dropping the disc with us, man. Yes, yeah. sir. And now it's time for a special presentation of Around Augusta with Chris Naples. Take it away, Chris. Hey, guys, this is Chris. And this is my little fun special segment called Around Augusta. This segment is all about rumors being smashed, rumors being told true, or even just what's going on around the city, um, because that's what we're doing here in Augusta. I have one thing on the list today. So if you haven't listened to the episode yet with Porkchop, he kind of told us something that he's planning on doing. Um, he's got some murals that he has to paint to raise money to do this. But, guys, let me tell you something. You know the water tower on top of J.B. White's? He just has been approved to paint that like a happy robot. So happy will be on top of the J.B. White's building on the water tower. I think that is so cool, guys. And that will be it for this week around Augusta with Chris. Chris.